Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. And I think that we're live. <laughs> Zoom always takes a minute or so. Hey, everybody. Live on Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm hanging out with my friend, Tomer. He is awesome. And we are going to just share with you guys our both of our listing optimization like hacks and techniques i talked with Tomer the other day and we were just hanging out and i learned that he's as much of a nerd about these things as i am <laughs> so we were like hey let's just hang out and share and you know go back and forth on our favorite listing optimization techniques um and so yeah so anyway you guys know who i am but maybe you don't know who Tamara is so Tamara, take a minute and tell everybody about you Sure. So I am an Amazon FBA seller. I have two brands, uh, seven-figure brands. I started this like two years ago. Before that, I had a background in e-commerce too. So PPC and uh, e-commerce in general was kind of natural to me. Uh, I really enjoy uh, listing optimization, conversion rate optimization, tips and hacks. This is something that I feel that if you, it doesn't really require a lot of resources to get, to change the bottom line, basically. Uh, you could get like photos and change everything, but sometimes just changing the copy could get your listing ranked or get higher conversion rates. So um, last time, yeah, we talked about like uh, writing your own listings. I, at the beginning, uh, just like, you know, my first listing, I wrote it myself and I had really good results. Um, and I know that many new sellers, when they, you know, start, they outsource this. I know that you offer services too for uh, listing optimization, but I myself uh, like to write it myself because I feel that the process of writing a good listing really starts with caring and giving enough attention to the audience and all these tips. And when you outsource it to someone, um, they don't really have enough time or giving it enough attention as you would put in your own listing, in your own product. And even if you have to outsource, we talked about this the other day, even if you outsource this, you have to check the work of the copywriter and that takes time because you need to basically reverse like the whole process that they did. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. So I write my listings. I get really, really good uh, conversion. I asked you before the call, what is your best uh, uh, conversion rate uh, in your, you ever had? Um, but I, I think that people like don't really check this regularly, but you have to yeah. really be on top of your numbers. Know what is your conversion rate for your listing? Like, uh, immediately, like if I ask you, I can say, oh, between 20 or 30, um, because if you're not on top of this, uh, then you can miss an opportunity that some, something happened like, uh, with time or, or things like that, let's say a new listing that you just launched and you, you see that the conversion rate is very low that you know you, you have some job to do with the copywriting or the listing itself. Sometimes, of course, it's not just the copy. It's also the, you know, the, the actual traffic that you get. It's not just the copy um, and, of course, the images. So, yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, doing the, the, the entire, like, uh, like, selling on Amazon. I think that the flexibility and the freedom and also, uh, as far as numbers, you could scale this to really unimaginable, like, numbers uh, that in traditional business or e no, normal e-commerce stores, it will be very hard and take a lot of time. I have experience for that. We had the seven 
uh, mid seven figures business the, with our own website. And it was hard. We spend uh, millions of dollars every year just for marketing. Um, I'm not saying that you won't spend it on Amazon, but um, these, the, it, it's much easier because you have all these audience, the platform and all the tools. Yeah, so it, just, I would um, agree. Like in terms of, of course, I write listings for people, but I take it very seriously because I think no one can, well, I don't just think, I know, no one can sell your product better than you. And selling is all about connecting with the customer and knowing what the customer wants. And so the foundation of listing optimization is actually knowing your customer. And so, you know, I have a listing optimization masterclass and the first class is all about finding your main keyword. And your main keyword is so, so, so important because that you can't write a listing the way that search engine optimization works. You can't write a listing to rank for everything. Yes. You have to be the most relevant for the keyword that you want to be on page one for, right? So if you want to be on page one organically for a specific keyword, you need to be the most relevant. So if you take this product and then you're like, okay, well, it's a water bottle for bikers or for cyclists, right? But I also want it to be a water, a, a tea, a teacup. I also want it to be a coffee mug. You're never going to rank for all of that, not organically. And you're not going to connect with the customer because the coffee drinker is a different customer than the buy, guy who's buying a, a water bottle for his bicycle, right? So it's so important, like the foundation of listing optimization is understanding where you want to be on the page and what page that is, and then also understanding your buyer. So my first step, whenever I'm writing a new listing is I think about it from the customer's perspective. I go, okay, what does the customer call this thing? And even if I'm writing um, a listing for a customer, I do the same thing. I have my clients fill out forms and I say, what's different about your product? Why should I buy it instead of another product? What's cool about it? You know, who is your customer? What's included with it? I get all those details so that I can do a good job of really researching the customer. But step one is knowing what does the customer call it? And where do you want to be on page one? And you don't want to pick a short tail keyword. You don't want to pick water bottle. You want to pick green water bottle for cyclists. Like you want a very specific medium to long tail keyword with that short tail keyword inside of it so that you okay. can rank for both at the same time. What about you, Tamir? How do you start your listing optimization process when you're writing a listing? What's, how do you do that? I do it a little different. I actually had a question and then you, you mentioned that you're going to include the, uh, the like a two keywords uh, search term within the big long tail keyword. So you can rank for both. But yes, actually how you treat it like, you know, at the beginning when you launch, obviously you won't go for, you know, the biggest keyword out there until you, you get enough sales ranking and your BSR is good enough. But then down the road, do you change it? Do you go after bigger like keywords and you target bigger keywords? Um, yeah, like that, that's my question because I normally don't really change it, but curious. Yeah, for me, it depends. So I tell everyone this because you know, if you make significant changes to your listing, 
you you'll force a full re-index of the search engine and you'll lose all the ranking that you had for and indexing that you had for all those other keywords. Now, if you add in, and I've tested this extensively, if you add in keywords to your listing, so let's say maybe you started out with 200 characters in your bullet points, right? And you're, you're, they're pretty short, they're pretty good. And, you know, I always aim for two to three phrases in each bullet point and then in the description and in the title, right? So stick to those two to 300 characters so that let's say that a new keyword kind of comes out in your PPC and your PPC is not performing so well, like you're not getting premium placement for that keyword because your listing isn't super relevant for it, right? Because PPC yeah. goes off relevancy first, then match type, then your bid. So, you know, a lot of people think, well, I just, if I just bid the most, well, then I'm gonna be able to be at the top of the page for that keyword, but that's not true. You really need to be the most relevant for that keyword if you're wanting top of page placement as well as you know your bid and match type right if you're doing like exact match and you're bidding high so in terms of changing it it always depends on the performance of the listing if a listing is performing really well and a client comes to me and goes i want you to change everything up i say whoa wait a minute <laughs> you're doing really really well do you really want to force a re-index and lose all the work you did on ppc because not only will you index for the stuff in your listing you're also over time going to index for whatever bids you want on PPC, what organic search from off of Amazon that comes on Amazon, those search find by terms that come in and, you know, kind of, that's why Amazon moves you around in categories sometimes because customers will find you differently. And I have clients all the time. They're like, what the heck? I created my listing in this category and now I'm in this category and Amazon won't change it. Well, the reason is because they categorize you based on how customers are finding you in search. So yeah, to answer your question, that was a really long-winded answer, I know. But yeah. I don't change it unless, um, unless it's, if it's not doing well and we got nothing to lose, then heck yeah, let's rewrite that sucker all day long. Or if it becomes a really saturated category, like I have a client right now, her listing just became really, really saturated. She, she was first to market with a popular product and now it's like tons of Chinese sellers, like really low prices. And so her main keyword, it's not as attractive anymore. And we were on a call the other day and I was like, okay, what else could we call it? And we went and we searched around and we found so many other cool keywords um, that we could, that none of the competitors were on. Cause everybody else focuses on that one keyword, like, oh, it's a diaper bag. Well, what if it, isn't a diaper bag. What if you call it something else and now you get to sell out in that category because you're you're really, you know, kind of rebranding your listing. So that, that's my answer. If I want to include, if a listing is doing really well and I want to include those additional keywords, I'll add it in the back end of the listing or just like add it into the description or add it into a bullet point where I have space where it's not going to force a reindex. Yeah. Yeah. I also like with good converting listing, I, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, striving to be better and improve the listings and improve my business. But sometimes when something works well and you try to really like optimize it, like it could, you could over optimize it and actually like get worse results. Uh, so yeah, when, when you have like above 30, 35, uh, you know, percent conversion rate, um, I, 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 I won't really touch the listing. 
Yes, that's that's amazing. Yeah, sorry, my cat was just in here. <laughs> she yeah, was, I was like, seeing you like laughing, meowing, and like trying to get out. So my assistant just let her out. But anyway, I didn't want everyone to like hear this cat like meow. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you there. So yeah, back so how to I create how I start uh, you yeah. know, the process of uh, creating listings. I do it a little different. So. I first, you know, search for the main keyword, like for that product, and then just go with um, analyzing the competitors through Ben Analytics or uh, Cerebro, see what keywords they're ranked for organically, how they get their sales organically. And, you know, obviously trying to find the main keyword that I think is the most relevant and that have like good enough volume and start from there. Like there, I, when I have the keyword, I, I have the competitor's product, I start to analyze reviews. That's the first thing that I, I am doing, really downloading through the Helium 10 tool, all the reviews to Excel. Uh, first, I check the three to four stars reviews. Then I check the one, two stars, and, and of course the five stars. And I start to incorporate the same customer language in my bullets. I don't really look at it. I'm, I'm not really stuffing keywords into my listings, uh, like the bullets, I'm sorry. Uh, I just try to use the customer language. It works for me really well. And I have like between 30 to 50% conversion rate, which is like, uh, in my opinion, it's good results. I like uh, that. Yeah, that's really good. So something about that you said about that. So the reason that I do it the opposite way that I go on Amazon and I search for the product first is because I, I also use keyword tools and I also reverse search my competitors. But what happens is a competitor might be ranked for a keyword that is not in Amazon's suggested search box. And I've been able to get on page one for those top suggested searches simply by being the most relevant for them. And so I use this tool by Seller SEO called Listing Lightning. And what I do is I put, I find out whatever that top keyword is. So first I go in and I'm like, okay, what, what page on Amazon based on search results? Cause that's how customers search, right? They start typing something in and they look at the suggestions and then they pick whatever it is. They're not going to finish typing it. Very rarely do you see, you know, except for, you know, you got the hunter peckers on the desktop that don't look up and see that there's suggestions yeah. there. Right. But <laughs> I know Tamir and I both have a background in uh, and in playing on the keyboard uh, with uh, cybersecurity. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, but he's laughing at my at my talk about making fun of people on the keyboard. But anyway, <laughs> most of the time people use those suggested searches. And so what happens is if you're only using, and I've rewritten hundreds of listings that have been written with these tools that are not ranking organically. And that's what I'm finding is the main problem is they've only looked at keywords from keyword tools and they don't look at Amazon's keywords to start with and then plug those keywords into the tools and rank order those. Cause I want your listing to be on page one for one of Amazon's suggested searches that is most relevant to you. So that's why I always start by searching for it as if I'm the customer trying to find it 
Then I take those keywords and I put them into the tools, right? Then I look at, I'll reverse search competitors and see what they're doing, right? Like, okay, what are they ranking for? Ooh, that fits in with my plan over here, right? And so that's the only reason I do that is because that critical mistake could be made. I've been able to take people's listings and even when they're ranked very um, low or, you know, uh, they'll, they'll be like in third or fourth place organically on the page just because we've written their listing to be the most relevant for that keyword. And I think that that's a huge missed opportunity that a lot of people aren't doing, which I'm not mad at them about because that just means that I can beat them in organic search. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, when something works for you, you don't really change it. But, you know, uh, I like always to test new things because yes. I'm coming from a point that I don't really know enough and people out there, uh, everyone could teach me and I always try to test things. Like today I started an experiment. Um, I said, I'm not going to talk about it, but you know what? I'm going <laughs> to share it with you. Um, it's experiments on ranking your listings uh, on organically with, you know, on Google, not with the paid ads. And why it's so important. When you send traffic to Amazon through paid ads, they don't really show the referral. They don't show that the traffic source is Google. If you will analyze the click, there are ways you could use developer tools and some other tools to see like the full referral. And they don't really share the referral. The same with Facebook. If you run ads through Facebook directly to your listings, they will not show the referral. And why it's so important, the referral? Because we want Amazon to know and understand that this traffic came from Google specifically. Why? Because there are a couple of guys that did a research that find that when you get this traffic uh, uh, directly from Google Organic, it really changed your uh, organic rankings on Amazon. So what I'm doing is experiments of like uh, creating a, a link building profile for one of my listing. Uh, it's like $2,000 for the first month. It's not cheap. But if it's going to work, it's going to really be a game changer uh, in the entire Amazon industry, I think, because people will pay more and more attention to organic rankings that you have. And that could be really the unfair advantage that you have over your competitors. And you will look at it like big sellers or people that know what they are doing. They will just use it as a leverage, big leverage. Obviously, it's a long term. It's not something that you, you like PPC. You do it like right away and you see the results. It would take three, four months to even uh, see the results of this experiment. So we start today, but only in three months, I will know whether it's working or not. And if it is, then I will allocate enough big budgets toward this, but only to products that are working well, products that are, you know, already making a lot of money and you just want to make sure that you stick. You're going to be a, like dominating the niche and you're going to be the leader. Uh, so you can invest in this and, and obviously add more products and create more organic presence. So that's something I've, that- I yeah. love that technique. I use Google like crazy because Andy taught me all about Google ads and, and how to really um, how to really rank well that way. And 60%- um, the Google ads, that's organically, which is that's different. No, no, I agree. But 60% of Amazon's external traffic comes from search. Yes. So that's why it's important. So same thing when we do our keyword research, when I teach people how to do your keyword research for your listing, we also, we don't just look on Amazon. We also write our listings to rank organically on Google. 
And it's so, so important. Like even your title and setting your canonical URL is so important because that's how search engines find yeah. you. And you're missing out on all these hundreds of thousands of searches. And what do searches represent? They represent the opportunity for your listing, not only to rank because external traffic, organic external traffic driving to your listing, but also for you to be found. You know, so many people go on Google and search for a product, right? And if your listing can be not only relevant for Amazon, but also relevant in Google searches and you understand that customer, it's so, so powerful. So I love that. Like 100%, I always write my listings, not only to rank on Amazon, but also to rank organically on Google. And then of course I use the power of Google ads on top of that to, and we just use search ads, right? But I use that power to kind of boost that even further and get those additional uh, keyword rankings over time. So I'm excited to hear how that goes. I also love what you said about, so let's get into bullet points. Um, you talked about how when you write your bullet points, um, this is step two of, of my, well, actually step, step two of my is really identifying, my listing writing process is really identifying what your unique selling proposition is. So step one for me is find your main keyword. What do people call this thing? And step two is always, what is your selling point? Like, what are you, even if you're selling the same thing as everybody else's, how are you gonna connect with that customer on a deeper level? So I love that you're looking at reviews because you're seeing, you're not just looking at a few reviews, you're, you're reading through a lot of reviews because you're seeing what people care about. Like you're seeing what they're complaining about, what they care about, you're understanding their language, which I think is, so cool. But my second step is always defining my unique selling point because I want to make sure that the customer from the point they read my first bullet point and they look through my photos, which again, the photos are also designed to really call out that unique selling point. Um, I want that customer to already have decided that they're buying that product by the yeah, time they, they get to the end of the photos. So that to me is the second thing that you have to do, because if you don't, if you don't think through that, if you don't know your unique selling point before you move through the rest of your process, you get stuck just trying to talk about features, 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 features all day long, right? And customers don't care about features. They want to know why is, why do I care about this product and why should I buy it? So that's my second step. And then I get into bullet points and this, this is the key for my bullet points. I love that you, Tomara, go in and you read the reviews. I think that's a super tip for people. It's awesome. I love that. What I do is I don't think about SEO when it comes to my bullet points. I just write them. I use a template. I have a template for writing them that's very um, like sales funnel like. <laughs> and my first bullet point is always why you need this product in your life. Like this is and your the template with us. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I've talked about this at a ton of different, you know, conferences, everything like that. But the, the, it's really easy. You guys can do it yourself. Um, and you, if you use Google Docs, what's cool about Google Documents is you click on the tools menu and you click on voice typing. And you can just answer these five questions. And these five questions are the questions that I answer that become my bullet points. Okay. I don't add in SEO, the, the other keywords until after I draft the listing. Because I want to know what does the customer care about? 
right? So that way I'm not just keyword stopping. If you just have this big list of keywords and you're trying to fit all these keywords into your listing, it's not going to come out very well. Like it's not going to be. What? With my titles are like just a bunch of keywords together. And I know everyone against this, but this works. At the beginning, I just like wrote it naturally, like someone is reading it. But I feel that people don't really read it. They look at the title and then the first three or four words, that's it. So I use it as a way to just stuff keywords there. Bullets are different. And images, I have something that I want to share about what you said before. I'll, I'll say it later. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't really talk about titles. I also do that with my title. I have a certain format that I use to make sure that my canonical URL gets set. I only use one dash in my title uh, because that's what sets your canonical URL. Um, and I want those first six keywords to be what is set in the canonical URL. So the first six keywords of my title is really, really important to me. And it's the most, it's the, it is the page one that I want to be on. So if page one, if the page one I want to be on is, um, you know, uh, water bottles for cyclists. <laughs> Like water bottles is always my example because there's always one on my desk. But you know, if that's if that's what I, then that's going to be my first six keywords. Period. And then after that, I try and I use my tool because um, Seller SEO's uh, Listing Lightning gives me the exact order that I should use my phrases in for me to rank the highest organically for that main keyword. So then I look at what the, the rank order of those phrases is and I like try to apply it like, okay, which one is, first of all, it has to be relevant, right? Like, cause sometimes the tool will spit out stuff that isn't relevant. So I use that for backend keywords, but uh, isn't, isn't relevant to my listing but it's still relevant to the main search term. So I look at those and I kind of do what you do. Like I rank order them and I, it's, it's kind of a messy title, but it works. And then, cause that's your highest ranking factor. And then I do my five bullet. I just draft my five bullet points. The other thing I do is once I know that I want to be on page one for whatever keyword, I'll pull a couple of the titles that are doing really well on that page. Um, I'll pull a couple of their titles and just put them in my document. And just like look at like, hey, okay, yeah, that's ooh, that's good. I'm gonna pull that out, and oh, that's good, you know. And I just kind of pull out like parts and pieces, and then I look at my tool and make sure that I have all my ranking keywords. And then I get into like once I know that my title is like fire and it's awesome, then I go through in my mindset and I go, okay, now let me just get into like the customer's brain and let me just write like five awesome bullet points. And I revisit anytime in those bullet points, I say this thing, this water bottle is amazing. You know, whatever I'm saying, like whenever I say water bottle, then I just, when I go back through those five bullet points and I add in those two to three keyword phrases, every time I say the word, I just replace it with one of the phrases. And that makes it very easy. And your listing stays super readable without seeming like it's like super keyword stuffed. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? It makes sense. And, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I don't really offer any services or listing uh, optimizations or anything like that. So I, I don't really have a process, but one thing I, I, I'm, I'm going to take from this conversation is to uh, build my template, you know, work with a checklist. I kind of have a process, but it's not really written. And, and sometimes I miss things. When you say something about the bullet, I figure out that you know, at first, when I started to sell on Amazon, I did put a lot of emphasis on the unique, the USP. And now I don't really do it that much. You know, sometimes you just do something and you forget about it because you don't have a system and process. 
So one thing I'm gonna for sure do is like uh, make my my process you know more optimized, like with checklist of things that I need to do. So I won't forget it because you reminded me that I have to really put more attention toward the USP in the first bullets. Now, as far as research, uh, you mentioned that you go and check the other titles and, and for that I do have a process. So usually when I have a new listing, a new product that we launch, I give it to, to my, one of my VAs and what she's doing, she's going, I give her the keyword and she go and she grab all the images of the first page including the you know all their images so each listing seven images so i have a bunch of like a hundred or 300 i don't know like many many pictures of page one from all the competitors this is helping me with pro producing the pictures because i feel these days the bullets are important but people many people don't really read them they don't get to the point that they read them Amazon buyers are very impulsive they come they search they buy you know they don't really think if the pictures uh, in line with what they're looking for, they will buy it. They don't, I, I, so you're gonna, you're gonna love it. Cause I have a strategy for pictures too, but it's very different. So I love that you're pulling all the main photos. I do that for main photos, like, because I want to like, look at what they're doing, but I use my five bullet points. Cause you're right. Nobody reads the listing. I always tell people that nobody reads the listing. The only time they're going to scan your listing is after they've looked through your photos and they've yeah. decided that they want to buy your product and they go, oh, maybe I have like one extra question. Or maybe I just want to look a little bit more before I add to cart. But if they get through your photos and they have not already decided to buy your product, you, they are not going to even, they're, yeah, they're moving on. So I do, so just so you, I want to stop and just say hello to people that are watching. Christina's here, Marina's here, Shelly's here. Anna says, this is great. Shelly says, Amy, what are the tools you just mentioned to capture Amazon suggested keyword? So um, Shelly, you're gonna love this, the search bar. <laughs> you go on Google, you check out the search bar, you go on Amazon, you check out, you start typing it in the search bar and I always take screen captures of the search bar. And Shelly, you're in my mastermind group. So um, we're doing that this month and I'm showing you all of my techniques and giving you guys checklists and templates so get in there girl all right and then we've got marina who says i also look at the question people ask for the listings yes, yes. did you guys know yeah. that those questions index so you can have people go and ask questions on your listings and now you can even do video responses yeah yeah i do that as well so i answer with stuffing keywords in there because it's get indexed whether it's google indexing or amazon indexing you know it's gonna help Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.